Ladies and gentlemen, Contes and Clops, welcome to Worldie. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Worldy. I've got two uh, top football pundits with me today. I've got Mr Andy Roberts. Hello there. And I've got Mr Neil Shuri. How's it going? Hello, very well. Welcome back. I think we had this team together about uh, how many years ago? It was a, it was a World Cup, was it? It, it was the Euros. It was the Euros. So 2012, I'm going to think say. It was, no, I think it was 2004. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it was. No, I tell you what. No, I can tell you what it was. It was the the iPad was quite new because you had oh. an iPad and you were using it and it blew my mind. Really? If well, you remember, me and you were at Euro two thousand four. That is true. Before we knew each other, so we couldn't. Oh have been... yes, yeah, that is right. Yes. Yeah. Bloody hell! What is going on? Well, before we get into the World Cup chat, I want to introduce uh, any of our listeners to to the team. So I was going to introduce myself. I'm Sai. I'm running the podcast here, and uh, I am a uh, I'm a Reading fan for my own sins, which means that this week has been particularly painful. But we'll get into some specific champo chat later. And Andy, where do you where do you hail from? Um, so um, I'm Andy. I'm Andy Roberts. I'm um, from Oxford, and very boringly, I am an Oxford United supporter and season ticket holder. And how is that going? Um, well, it's been a mixed season. To be honest. <laughs> it's been a mixed I mean, it's, it's ended okay, but but yeah, we. I mean, it's been it's been up and down. It's been mostly shit mm. because of the whole managerial. And I think fiasco is probably the appropriate word there. Great, but yeah, great but, but we're, we're sort of we, we were ending okay, but a bit more positivity about next season. So and shiz. So hello, I'm Neil or Shiz. Um, I spent. My teens and twenties as a Man United fan, I was one of those, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I spent a lot of those years on the M6, which was fairly depressing, so mm. sold that. Um, I, I now follow Oxford as much as anyone else. Um, I tend to get to five, ten games a season-ish, so reasonably part-time for bring out the list of reasons. But yeah, the local team and all that. I think what's what's important to to this podcast is that we're unlikely to be focusing on any kind of high high quality uh, Premiership Champions League football. I can imagine. No, because it's all fucking rubbish. Exactly, but that is why we like to get together for the World Cup because it's yes. our opportunity to support these fancy players in an environment where I don't hate everyone. Yeah, and 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 you for sort some. of you kind of you can help hate people in those environments because it because it's kind of quite pantomime and it's kind of is it that's kind of part of the fun isn't it right yeah i well, mean hating cristiano ronaldo <laughs> in a euro in a europe like wonderful. the euros last time round was was hilarious it's one just, of my favorite bits of it just slightly ruined by the fact that the bastard won well he didn't he wasn't on the he pitch he didn't no, no he, that's he, true. He, he did make it appear as if he'd won a very <laughs> john terry style back on the pitch <laughs> yeah. full kit at least, at least ronaldo had had a kit on to start with where john terry had been suited and then, and then got the kit on. i just remembered that moth Do you remember that oh, moth yeah. the moth <laughs> i mean this is the beauty of like modern tournaments is that everything can be gift within like 10 seconds of it happening so the moth i think the moth had its own twitter account by the end of the game which is fantastic so yeah so we'll first jump in and we'll talk about give i wanted to just get some like wide ideas about what is going to happen with this world cup because i think i'm probably least prepared for this World Cup than anyone before. I don't really know 
anything about any of these other teams. And I don't know if you guys have any like no. predictions for some of the other nations, but I really don't know what's going on. I, I think part of the reason for that is is less of an interest in England because England aren't expected to do a lot. I think when England were sort of better than they are now, you tend to get a bit more excited. You look at who the competitors might be, etc., etc. But this time, because there's zero expectation, you're sort of going into it thinking, well, whoever we play will be fairly shit, so let's not bother. Does that mean we're going to win? It does, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it struck me, actually. I was talking to somebody uh, of the, on this very topic a while ago and just saying how I have absolutely no idea how any of the other teams did in the in the qualifiers. And then I suddenly realised, actually, I never know that. No. I never pay any attention to the other qualifiers unless you hear, like, with the, like two games to go, like, one of the big hitters might not qualify. The, like the happen- Italy syndrome yeah. this time. Or, or like happened, happens to Argentina or Brazil every single time and then they somehow squeak through anyway. Um, so yeah, so I had absolutely no idea who's... The only thing I know is that we don't have Italy, the Netherlands and the USA, which is all hilarious. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Italy, the Italy game where they failed to qualify was, was incredible. It was one of my favourite matches of the season because... <laughs> the, the 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 expectation of the Italian players and fans was such that they were going to get the result they needed, and when it was clear it wasn't going to happen, they just fell up. But they couldn't take it. They had, could had they ever not qualified it. before? Not for a World Cup, I believe. They'd never not qualified for a World Cup. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What I love about it as well is because you get all these pundits and stuff saying now, oh, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be a World Cup without the fuck off. It's going to be hilarious about having them. Boring their way through to the exactly. semi-finals yet again. The, yeah, the, the thing about totally. qualifying is interesting because England always do really well in qualifying. Their record on paper is always incredible, on, on the pitch less so. So I don't think it matters who's done well in qualifying. It's, it's just a case of getting there. Are there any weird teams? I'm definitely not oh, just looking it up right now. Are there, are there any weird teams that have made it to the World Cup final? Well, I mean, I think Panama are pretty weird, aren't they? And they're in England's group. Because yes. um, they, they, they qualified at the expense of the USA. Now, they're, the, the, it's the CONCACAF, is it? Or the, whatever it is yeah. that their qualifying group is, 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 is quite a difficult one to get through. Because essentially, it's basically just the USA and one other team, which is usually a Caribbean team that makes True. it through. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, we had so, quite a good game with Jamaica, I remember, at one point. No, we played Jamaica in a warm-up. Oh, was that a warm-up? We beat him. That was one of the games I went... We were talking about going to Old Trafford. Oh, earlier. yes. It's one of the games yeah. I saw at Old Trafford, actually. Yeah, that was when got... Pete Crouchy stepped up with a hat-trick, I yeah. believe. Yeah, <laughs> in that game. Yeah, he did get score it, a hat-trick. Get him on the bus. Get him on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yes, and that was because, in the groups, we had Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, um, And we only beat them because Peter Crouch jumped Dave, and pulled down that guy's David dress. Beckham, free-kick, Crouch, pull-down, header. Yeah, that's it. We scored a lot of goals in that fashion. We pretty much did, yeah. um, but it is just just as a quick aside. I was reading a thing on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago, which is um, that that when everybody's scheduling their pre-tournament friendlies, there's this really weird thing where. Um, everybody selects teams that are geographically lo- near the teams that they've got in their group. And you see this all the time. So when we had Trinidad and Tobago, we then scheduled a pre-match friendly with uh, with Jamaica. Because they must be the yeah, same. Yeah, well, if, if, if you draw Serbia in your group, you have a pre-match, a pre-tournament friendly with like Croatia. Like it, it's, just, it's just mental. It it's, is weird. There's one more round of friendos, aren't there, before the World Cup? Yeah, I couldn't tell you who England are playing. No, but I will tell you now. We'll because this is, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be no facts and figures in this podcast. Uh, we will, though, very briefly. I'm just going to whip through the groups here, just okay. so that we okay. have some context. Because yep. by the end, 
Like the plan is that we're going to do a number of podcasts during, before and during the World Cup. By the end of it, we will be experts. I think so. We'll start from the basics. Oh yeah. Who is at the World Cup? <laughs> the That's one, what we'll start. With. The one thing I do know is there are some really shit groups. Well, there are some really shit groups. I'll tell you, Group Group A is, yeah. is one of those very bad groups. So, so Group A: Egypt, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Uruguay. World Cup winners, Uruguay. And and just uh, if we're going to make sure we do a little prediction of what who we think are going to yeah, get out of yeah, before, before we do that, are we going to pretend the Russia games aren't fixed? And it <laughs> let's just acknowledge that they are going to be, and then they are going to win. So that they'll group. win the group. Yeah. So it's who's going to finish second. And, so and Mo Salah is going to drag Egypt through the quali- through the group stages, given that he's nearly dragged Liverpool single handedly into the yes. Champions League final. I mean, he's he is gonna- extremely good. Yes, he is. So he's he's going to score loads of goals, and so yeah, Russia and Egypt will get through that group. So Andy, I think this is an excellent idea. We're going to make these predictions right now. Okay. And then we'll who were the other teams? Go. Sorry, who were the four in that group? So you have got Egypt, Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Uruguay. While you have a I, think about that, I'm, I'm going to go Uruguay as the second team. Um, I think it's obviously going to be Russia. Partly, yeah, yeah. Partly because they're decent. Um, partly just to be different, so that there's a bit of competition. Um, I can't write down everybody's. I think not we have like, to come up with a group. Oh, we've got to agree on something. Haven't yeah, we? no, I, ha- I think oh, we God. have to simply because it's a lot of typing for me. <laughs> otherwise. So I think we pick two. And I, I actually agree with Shiz. I think it'll probably be Uruguay because they are a massive shit house, and generally shit housing is quite an effective method of play. The only, the only problem with this idea of of, a, yeah. of, of getting a combined podcast yes. prediction is there's absolutely no way I'm going to agree with you. No, that's no. fine. Just to be difficult. No, that's fine. Well, um, you're going to have the other opportunity. I just want to make a quick note now, just to what we think, because right, I okay. think it will be interesting. <clears throat> Let's go with that. Let's go with Russia and Uruguay then. Okay. Well, actually, what we'll do, just to make it even better, right, we'll just do a group each, and then it's each person. So as we go through, so Group B is down to Shiz. So Shiz, okay. who's getting through? Iran, Morocco, Portugal, Spain. I'd love to think something interesting will happen, but it's... It's probably going to be Portugal and Spain, I would have thought. Yeah. I, I think Spain clearly aren't as good as they were. Is Iniesta in the World Cup? I know he's retiring from... He is not going to play, he, I don't think. No, I mean, I, I still think they'll be the strongest team. Yeah, I think it will be those two. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Then Group C, Australia, Denmark, France and Peru. Fuck. I mean, this is a nightmare. I am going to go for, though, I think uh, I think Denmark will probably, will probably get through as the best group in that. Team. Do you think better? I think France will be very good this year. I don't. I still don't know. I just don't uh, what, trust France. What I mean is, France have got a lot of very good players. That doesn't exactly. always mean they'll be very good. I'm going to go controversial in this group, and I'm going to put Australia through. France going out. Yeah, with, with France. You heard going it out. here. Exactly. You heard it here first, Andy. Now you have the honour of picking between. This is one of the better groups. Okay. Okay. Argentina, mm-hmm. Croatia, Iceland, Nigeria. Croatia and Iceland. Oh, Argy's wow. going out. Messi, the Messi World Cup. Um, <clears throat> I mean, realistically, probably Argentina, isn't it? Um, maybe. So, what did I say? It was so you said Croatia and Iceland. Croatia that was your first. Yeah. Argentina um, did scrape through qualifying, as we said earlier. And well, the, the game, it's always them or Brazil. And the game they need to win is always in bloody Manaus because <laughs> they play on the altitude <laughs> and how difficult it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but Messi, that was one of Messi's games, wasn't it, as I remember? Yes, he didn't play high. He played hardly any of the qualifiers, he, didn't he? Until he, they wheeled him out at the end of the Well, he single-handedly he won. absolute yeah. blinder, yeah. Um, I I'm think, afraid to see an Andy. 
Argentina. Oh, have we locked in have my we, original suggestion? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go with it then. You've locked I'm in like Croatia that. and Iceland. Good. Uh, cheers. You have Brazil, this groupie, Brazil, Costa Rica, Switzerland, and Serbia. I'm, I think Switzerland. I've got a lot of time for Switzerland. I think they're Shidran a, Shakiri. Yep, I think they're a good side. Uh, Brazil, Costa Rica, and... Serbia. Bloody hell. Um... I'm going to say Serbia. Out Brazil, the two big South American nations, <laughs> out. I <laughs> under- know, Costa, Costa Rica were very good in the last World Cup. Yeah, yeah. they're a good they, side, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, um, I'm not sure they'll be that good again. I, no, what I mean is I'm guessing they're not going to be that good again. Well, they're out. Let's go for it. Yeah, they're out. They're yeah. as good as out now. Group F, this one for me. Uh, Germany, South Korea, Mexico and Sweden. Now, South Korea did very well in the last World Cup, but I don't think that will be repeated here. Uh, I am going for, obviously, Germany. And I'm going to have Sweden, mainly because we might just see that boy Zlatan. Germany are a very similar side, aren't they? The likes of Thomas Muller still playing. He must be getting on now. He's still, still playing and still scoring. Do you know what I was? I was going to say that it's one of my general predictions about this. Is yeah. that I think we we've had we you always get this with one of the big teams who have been doing really well in recent tournaments. They it happened to Spain, to France, it happened to Spain, and this is my big prediction that Germany are actually going to massively underperform this time Ooh. round. I reckon they just their legs are getting a bit heavy and their expect the weight of expectation, um, and this is probably on bollocks, and they're probably going to win all five. I, I think there's, win. there's always a big team or two that goes out of the groups. There's always a headline, isn't there, in the group stages? So if things go the way we're saying, there's going to be a lot of headlines. <laughs> there's not going to be any big teams through at all. I love it. Uh, right, Andy, Group G, Belgium. Okay, England, England, Tunisia, Panama, and Panama. Tunisia. Um, England are going to top the group. We're going to win all three of our group games. Um, and uh, another big name is going to fall, and that is Belgium, um, at the hands of one of the other two. Um, Tunisia. Oh, Tunisia. No, Panama. No, Panama. No, Panama are going Panama. through. In England their first and, World Cup. England and Panama are going to go through. Bel- oh, Belgium, oh. They, they've left it too late with their golden generation. The best of their players are now long, a bit long in their two. It's like England in 2002. And the, yeah, Belgium yeah. frustrate me now as much as England did then. They've got yes. so many good players. Um, I think most of them are still decent, aren't they? I, 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 okay, and I, and I judge most of what I go by on a, on a, on an international team on the names on their page and the Panini sticker album. <laughs> yes. And at the last, the last, the European Championship, I knew all of them. That's right? a good sign. Now I know maybe two thirds of them. Kevin De Bruyne. Well, and obviously, I mean, they've got. He's good. Yeah, yeah, and he's like one he's of the best players good. in the world. He's quite good. Um, um, but yeah, so I yeah, but there, there's there's a good number in that sticker. There's a lot of I don't know. There's so. a lot of players, right? That play for Belgium, but you don't think they should play for Belgium. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of them. I was talking about that that Roman midfielder Raja Nyinglen, who's got a very yes. ridiculous name. Plays for fucking Belgium. Who knew? <laughs> madness, absolute madness. I know everybody's playing. They have for Roberto him. Martinez as their manager. They do, do they not? Love a bit of Bobby Martinez. He's a nice chap. Yeah, yeah, very not, nice fella. Never been that good a manager. I'm not not convinced. No, but and his I, I mean, he, he, he did all right coach. at Wigan. He, yes, he is assistant coach or something. He, sorry, just going back to Martinez. He did all right at Wigan. He actually right? did all right at Everton as well. Yeah, to well, be fair, did, to yeah. Him. yeah. Right, cheers to to round this off. <laughs> yep. Group H, some big hitters in here: Colombia, Japan, 
Poland and Senegal. Which one is Senegal? Because they usually have good taglines, don't they? The African teams. Senegal and I uh, so sent. Aren't they all like the Fighting Tigers or something? Um, I don't know. They're the ones that, that, that put out France, aren't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty Papa sure they've got Diop. Drogba up. From. Diop, that was it. And Diouf. Papa Papa Diop. El Hadjouf. El Hadjouf. Yeah. Horrible, horrible player. No, Drogba is Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. Yeah, they're not to be seen. Um, sorry. So, what were the four teams? Colombia, Japan, Poland, Senegal. Poland will win the group, and Japan will finish second. Right. Okay, so now we're coming up with these pod features while we're running, which is great. Next week, we're going to put these teams through to the next round. Okay, I like it. So, those are our, those are our first, our group stage predictions. Can you summarise the big teams that we've lost? Or have you not written it? Have you not written it in such a format? <laughs> not really. No. Okay. We've lost a few. I mean, England, are, go- some... England are going to win. Yeah, so there are some huge headlines. Matter. I just can't remember, but there's some huge headlines in there. So yes, but yeah, we'll we'll follow up with that, and we'll start putting some teams through to the next round. Uh, what I'm going to do now, we're going to take a little quick break, and then we're going to come back for a little bit of domestic chat. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. So, we're back in, and we're going to have a little bit of domestic football chat here. Uh, and we wanted to start off with the Premier League. Anybody got anything interesting to say about the Premier League? The, the only thing Premier I've got League. interesting to say about the Premier League is that... Um, and now, I know, I know people are kind of winding back from saying this now, but at one point, maybe only a month or six weeks ago, everybody was saying that man, this Man City team is the best team they have Ever in the history of things, ever. Um, I've seen them play twice, and they were fucking rubbish both times. So I'm calling bullshit on that. I don't think they're even going to win the Premier League, which they already have directly done. Yeah, but you know, it's it's rubbish, bollocks. Yeah, it's a lot of falling over. That's my main thing from this season. What disappointed me was West Ham imploding off the pitch seemed to stop. Yeah, they they sort of did all right in the end. I was hoping they they collapsed. They were absolute garbage today, though. Well, they still are garbage on the pitch, so I'm surprised all the other stuff stopped, actually. The thing I like about West Ham is that I never know what's going on. I turned on today, David Moyes is the manager. Wasn't really aware of that. Uh, uh, Joe Hart's no longer in goal. There's some other fella. Really? Yeah. Patrice Evra plays at left-back for him. I mean, it's madness. It It is absolutely... It is the most terrifying and depressing thing in the entire world that Joe Hart isn't even making the West Ham team and yet somehow he's going to end up starting in the World Cup. Oh yeah, you know who else (laughs) might be on the bus? Who's on the bench for West Ham? Andy Carroll. No. No. Big Andy. We'll we'll get on to that when we start talking about who's on the bus. Well, the Premier League's over so we can forget about that but on to more important matters. What's happening in the league? And I'm going to start in the Championship where things are coming to an incredible finish, where there's about five teams, six teams, let's say, at the bottom of the championship that are so bad, they can't decide between them who's going to get relegated. They're all desperately trying. Yeah, and, and, and I love this I love this stage of, 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 of any football season, but particularly in the Football League, when you've got, you've got a mixture of kind of financial basket cases, you've got a mixture of clubs who kind of stretched a little bit too far and have overstripped their ambitions and their abilities, um, and then you've got other clubs who are, who are just a little bit down on their luck or just had a shit season. I'm counting Reading in that last category. Oh, it's horrible. Um, and Burton Albion in the category. 
category of the club that's kind of stretched themselves a little bit too far. Ooh, talking um, of Burton Albion, yeah. there was an absolutely wonderful moment the other day. There was a really big uh, crunch match between Burton and Sunderland. They were away at Sunderland, weren't they? In which Darren Bent, a Sunderland legend, took to the field for Burton Albion and scored a goal to effectively end Sunderland's championship chances. He then wheeled away and celebrated mocking the Sunderland no. fans. And I was thinking, what's happened, Darren? Do you not know? People only know you playing for Sunderland. You know you're playing for Burton now. It was an amazing moment. And, and it was just, it was like, I think it was just a sheer moment of madness from Darren Bent, who is now pissed off the only fans in the country that actually think he's any good. <laughs> Sunderland's an interesting one. I don't know much about the place. Um, they've been so much worse than every other team this season, obviously. Um, you sort of wonder what the way back up is for them, really, because they, I, I can't believe there's much of an appeal. Anyone who's prepared to go to the North East would probably play for Newcastle, frankly, <laughs> yeah. not Sunderland. Um, they're kind of one of these teams that may just keep falling for a couple more years. It does feel like that. Now, so there's interesting things have just happened at Sunderland. So they've just they've just been uh, bought out by a, 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 a what's or, or in the process of being bought out by what's known as an international consortium, oh, God. which is actually headed by a fella called Stuart Donald, who's actually from North Oxfordshire. He was part of an attempted bid to buy Oxford United a while back, right. uh, which failed. So he then went and bought Eastley. Eastley. Um, uh. And he is now uh, heading a consortium to go and buy that is apparently taking Sunderland over. I think one of the things does that, that mean more money or less? Money? Well, I mean, well, part part of it is mean it means that they will have some financial stability behind them. Right. I don't I don't actually know what their financial situation is. One of the things that will work in their favour, though, and this is what's worked in the favour mm. of Wigan this season in League One, is the fact that they will have Premier League parachute payments, which means yes. that they just with those parachute payments alone, they will immediately have significantly higher spending power than anybody else in League One by by quite a distance. Yeah. So that is that is a massive advantage for them. Um, I mean, I, to be honest, though, I felt that they were one of those teams that had significant spending power in the Championship this year based true. on their previous payments in the Premier League, but it still didn't seem to help them. No, I, I agree. Although I would say the drop-off in terms of the amount the teams are spending in the Championship from the Premier League to the Championship, then the Championship to League One, yeah. is quite a big drop. Sure. Um, and for example, when we were playing against Newcastle, so United were playing against Newcastle in the FA Cup third round last, fourth round last year, beaten three 0 um, <laughs> was um, that they had two strikers, both of which cost more individually on their own cost more than it would cost us to buy our own stadium. Unbelievable! You know, that's just two players who are shit sat in their reserves, basically. Um, so, so Chris Coleman. Coleman's left Sunderland today. Is this related to oh, the takeover? Could Do be, yeah. Could be. I don't know. I so he's gone from that's news. He's gone from Euro. That's hot off the press. Right, yeah, as soon nice. as I walked in, um, Euro semi-finalist to. Left Sunderland relegated. That's it a... was madness for him to leave Wales for that job. It was, I, I, and I don't know a single person that looked at that and thought, thought, well, that's, that's a good move yeah. for him. It just seemed. But then maybe, maybe he felt like he was never going to get any further with. Well, so it was when Wales didn't qualify for the World Cup that he left. So it's understandable he'd leave Wales at that point, but it seemed an odd job to take. Yeah. I mean, but I, well, yeah, I think maybe. You know, expectations had changed a little bit, but still, not qualifying for a major tournament is not a big deal for Wales, or shouldn't necessarily no, be. No, it's not. A, no, a, a, a job losing situation. It, it probably 
it could well have dawned on him. He's probably never going to do any better than semis of yeah, the Euros. Exactly. So let's I just don't think he else. did his research in what was happening in Sunderland <laughs> at the time. So Sunderland, they're a big side. Yeah, 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 yeah probably. Pop down there, you know. But um, yeah, so I, who knows? But moving yeah. on to moving on to League One. Well, I was just going to make a quick mention at the top of the Championship, oh, yeah. which I think has been. I mean, it's quite exciting for second. I think Cardiff, Fulham have both yeah. looked really good, and then the the playoffs. I think. Are, are not quite settled, but getting there. Um, the, the playoffs are going to have, or the battle for the playoffs is going to have a huge impact on the battle for relegation. So next Sunday is actually going to be very interesting. So actually, lots of meaningful games. Yes. I wasn't going to mention Wolves because they've walked away with it. I was going to mention this issue with the that they've got a relationship with with a super agent. Do you know Mino, about this? Mino Raiola. I'm really who sounds like a breakfast cereal. Well, so <laughs> they they've got some relationship with him, where, where, whereby they get loads of good players that are you know. From his agency. Yeah, like Ruben Neves. Yeah, um, I can't get my head around why other teams aren't happy with this. I'm not quite... They don't seem to have broken any rules. They just seem to know a bloke, so they've been signing players. I, I think mainly it's because Minerolo is a massive, massive twat. And people <laughs> are just offended that he's involved on any level. I think that's really what it comes down to. And the fact that Wolves, this Wolves team is probably the best team that's ever been in the Championship. And they have that's, players... That's a claim, Simon. They have players like Ruben... Well, Reading, obviously, when they got 107 points. But uh, <laughs> they have players like Ruben Neves, who are... He's always the one who gets Clearly a Premier League player. player. He scored an absolutely incredible 30-yard worldy volley... Uh, in a match earlier in the season that will no doubt be the goal of the season in the championship. And everyone is thinking, who the fuck is this fella? <laughs> how is he playing for Wolves? And how much are they paying him? I, I can well imagine they've ploughed a lot of money in and they're playing, paying premiership wages. I can imagine so, yeah. It's going to be amazing when they, they sink without a trace and get relegated <laughs> oh, on yes. 22 points next oh, season. Oh, <laughs> yes. That'll be fun. So, Andy, tell us about League One. Um, How are things wrapping up? Well, so, I mean, League One, uh, top end, as as expected. I think uh, Wigan and Blackburn, by far the biggest spenders. Blackburn spent more on agents fees this season than nearly anybody else spent on any kind of transfers. They spent oh, £750,000 on agents fees alone. Um, and Wigan on their fi- final year of parachute payments from the Premier League. So, there's no, no huge wonder that those guys have finished up at the top. I think um, it's nice to see Blackburn heading back up. Um, in general, well, don't give monkeys to be honest with you. Um, I'm I'm going to Ewood Park on Saturday, so I'm I'm, nice. I'm happy with that. I've got a chance to go up to that to that, which is a proper stadium. Yeah, Not been exactly. There before, I th- so. You know, they're, they're a club with a little bit of history, and I think uh, everybody enjoyed uh, their big Premier League victory way back when. So I think it's nice to see him back up. But um, so they're up there. I think I think the success story really in this season from League One's perspective is Shrewsbury. Um, year and a half ago, they were sat in the relegation zone on the verge of why well, everybody assuming they were going to sack their manager. They didn't, and they, they've they've borne the fruits of that. And that's a lesson I think for any football club to say: yeah, give your manager a bit of time. Something that didn't happen with Oxford United this season. Um, and we've had a an how many did you go through this year? Well, I mean, we we are on our third manager technically. If you consider the caretaker manager Derek Fizakali, who we had in place for like well, nine, far too long, nine games, ten games, something freaking ridiculous. Anyway, the whole the, the it's been a complete shambles because partly because of a takeover at Oxford. Anyway, but and I mean, yeah, there's a lot of I'm not going to bore everybody with that, but 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 either, either way, it's kind of ended okay for Oxford, um, but at the um, at the wrong end of the table. Uh, I'm just trying to think who's down there. I really need to Berry at bottom. Oh, yeah, that's that's a big story, actually, because Berry, over the summer, 
Now, everybody thought, shit, they're spending loads and loads of money. And they completely changed their team. They brought in a fuck ton of, of new players. Turns out, actually, I did a bit of research. They didn't spend any transfer fees. They just put a lot of, a lot of people in on freeze and a lot of people on loans. But they brought in a lot of high-quality, really highly-rated players, including um, Chris Maguire, who's one of Oxford's player of the season for the past two seasons. Um, or past season and a half, really. Um, but he, but yes, yeah, so they brought all these players in. And they've been absolutely garbage. And they've gone through like three managers. Hilarious. So one of the biggest stories, and I love this. um, So MK Dons have been relegated. this is very satisfying. So next season, AFC Wimbledon will be in a higher division than MK Dons. That's brilliant. Fantastic. However, how many years ago that happened? This this is kind of the moment that it's been building to. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think it's, it's 12 years or more isn't it I can't it's probably a bit more than that it's yeah. quite a long time but it is fantastic and well deserved as well because you know the franchise club as we're only allowed to call them really uh, have done nothing really to endear themselves to anyone over that period of my time my favourite thing about this now is that we can all go back to hating Wimbledon again for being a bunch of clogging miserable <laughs> bastards um, you know because we, we like them for being the plucky underdogs and they've come yeah. through adversity they've done that now they've now su- supplanted MK Dons but they're still just Wimbledon absolutely but it is a great story to it, prove that the franchise system will not work in this country and I actually think that and I think that's the, the the nail on the head there and that is a big fuck you to anybody who thinks they can just come in and buy English football yeah. because it demonstrates that the that the roots in the kind of the history and the the I don't know the, the the romanticism of English football runs really deep but it isn't just for the sake of it for the yes. sake of tradition or anything like that it is inherent at yeah. the heart of English football and that that will ultimately always win through and a, I fucking a lot love of that. those fans because obviously when that franchise first happened Wimbledon was still well MK Dons were still in quite a high league yeah they 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 sacrificed watching that kind of quality football and they and they moved to a tiny little ground and they did all of that stuff they you know they, they weren't just gonna up ship and drive to bloody Milton Keynes every weekend, you know? I, I went I went to MK um was it this season or was it last season? Stadium I colon MK. Yeah. <laughs> all all lowercase as well. Yeah. And isn't the MK in bold typeface and it's just fucking horrifying. Um it is and I and, and I don't throw words around like this like willy nilly it is the most miserably fucking soulless shithole I've ever been to in my entire life now I've been to a they lot they should of... put that on the fires yeah. miserable soulless shithole I've, I've been to a lot colon of... MK yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of really really bad football grounds following Oxford United up and down the country in, in non-league um, went to places like Hayes and Yedding um, and and I can tell you that the Stadium MK, for all its grandeur and its shininess and its polished brickwork, is the worst place I've ever watched a football game. Is, is the I'm, top tier still just bare concrete, or are there seats now? There are seats in there now. They went years. It was a, a, a lovely tier of seats, yeah. then just a grey mess above. Yeah, no, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a full stadium now, but all of the seats are black. Right, apart from the lettering, which is in white, yeah. their kit is white and their away kit is black. It's just—it's the most—it is the most unbelievably bland and soulless, designed by committee football club that exists in the world. And Do you think, right? If if they if they start dropping so badly that 
that MK Dons as a club ceases to be, do you think there'll be a core group of MK Dons fans that when that version of the club gets franchised somewhere else, that they start up MK? Wouldn't that be something? Would we then like them? But interestingly, there was a... Interestingly, there have been a number of non-league teams in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes City, I believe they were both called, and they... It's not a fucking city. No, but they can call it... That's what they called it. Are they allowed? Um, it is I don't now, think there's though, anything it? to stop them, to be honest. I think it is now, anyway, because didn't they didn't they get no. city status in one of the last rounds? I don't of think it? so. No, don't you need a cathedral. No, you don't need a cathedral. Do. You don't need I that think anymore. Did you ever? Or was that no, you used to. You used to. You don't anymore. There was a change in the rules, um, but there was a new round of like. <laughs> Who sets people. those rules, by the way? Do we know? I assume the government. Okay. I think every year they do allow a couple of towns and it, it's to always somewhere bizarre. Like Reading is on the list every year and never gets it. Places like Perth in Scotland are yeah. now a city. Yes. I've been to Perth. It's not good. <laughs> right, guys. We, we, we're going we, off topic. Sorry. We, we've, got to, we've got to continue. Uh, so we're just going to take a tiny little break. And when we come back, we're on to the most important part of the show. Who's on the bus? I think Sturridge has got goals. Rooney's got goals. Wilbeck's got goals. Sterling's got goals. They'll score goals. Oh, thanks, Roy. Roy being very positive there about the uh, about the England side, and now it's our chance to be maybe positive about the England team. I was just taking notes here, scribbling what Roy Hodgson was saying there, because I was taking an idea of who might actually be in my team for England. I don't know. When, when did Roy say that, by the way? It wasn't before, like, the Iceland game. Yeah, I think it was directly before the Iceland game. So, you know, he, he knew what he was talking about. Uh, so, I mean... Those those days have gone. That's that's behind us now, and we're on to we're on to World Cup twenty eighteen. And there has been a lot of debate, I'd say, this time about who's going because typically by about this time of the year, the squad has pretty much nailed itself down. But I think partly because of the way our expectations have changed, I think the list of players has changed quite significantly. And I don't think the, I would know off the top of my head who's going to be on that. The, there's on that far bus. fewer standout players as well. It, it used to be that you could name. A very you know an obvious first eleven to fourteen, yeah. and then you could easily fill in the rest of the squad with nearly as good players. Yes. We just don't have that anymore. Are there any players that are definitely going that we can just knock off here? Ha- Harry Kane Harry is Kane. our best player in yeah. my view. I, and, and Harry Kane, I think from what from what I get to see of this level of football, he looks world class. I, mean, I think yes. he is an absolutely superb. Yeah, player, he is. So. He is. He is a player. He is a player. I think uh, anyone else that's guaranteed to go. I think Deli Ali is guaranteed to go. I think um, he's clearly very good. I think he's an idiot, but he's clearly very good on his day. I think there's a number of players that will definitely go, um, but but that, um, that's not to say they're actually any good. You know, people like yes. Gary Cahill will go. Kyle Walker will, will go. Will Cahill? I I have a personal hatred of Gary Cahill because he's one of those players I simply cannot understand. How he is a defender at a Premier League football club. I've never seen him do anything good. I've only ever seen him be terrible. But yeah, a lot, a lot of it though is how, who have we got as centre centre back? So we've got Stones. Um, we've got. Smalling. I want Wes Morgan, but somebody said he plays Stones for like has, Jamaica. Stones has quietly been dropped from the Man City side for the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. No one seems to have noticed, but he's barely played. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the centre backs that we had thought. Have not been playing. Gary Cahill, for example, has also not been playing for Chelsea. So then we look. Then we're looking at that. There's that fella I saw in one of the recent. I like, Maguire, I like Leicester. I like Alfie Mawson and Harry Maguire. Yeah. 
We're going to play three at the back, right? So we need to take at least five centre-backs. So so, so that is why Gary Cahill's going <laughs> Well, you know why I think that might not be the case? is because, based on those friendlies that we had before, I think Kyle Walker is, is assuming to play on the right-hand right side of a three. Of a three he's very good at. Plus another right-back. So I think you might end up with four traditional centre-backs, Maguire, Mawson, Stones and, and Smalling, plus... Walker and then a shitload of attacking fullbacks. So who 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 are the fullbacks? Trippier, Trippier is he? We this is one area where we're actually doing quite nicely because we do have a good collection of fullbacks. I think we have Trippier, who's right. very good. He can play on the right or the left. In fact, we've got Danny Rose, who's just coming back from injury. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. oh yeah. No, I know him. It's nicely uh, Nathaniel Klein, although he's been injured for most of the season, will always have a shout with England. I think at right back, but probably won't make the squad. Uh, this time, and then you have the uh, the Ashley Young plays left back. Yes, for he, Man United, and he does very well. Utility I'm, player, I'm, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. He's he's kind of Phil Neville, fifteen years on. Yes, talking of utility players, do you think there's a space for James Milner? Because no. I think he's no. had an excellent season. No, again, no. J- James Milner is a one-all draw draw in human form. Yeah, no, I just, I, and and also he is tainted by that Iceland game. That, All anyone ever yeah. says about James Milner is he's got a very good engine, and he has because he can just run up and down. But he's got no ability to do anything with a football. Well, the season the season before the last World Cup when he was playing for Manchester City, he actually had the most assists in the league with no, seventeen. Didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, he did, no. and uh, and didn't go. So that's I, he, I think yeah, if he's no, not going to go in that circumstance. He's were, probably never going to. Go. There were lots of there were lots of assists, but they were they, they, all of those assists came in one all draws. <laughs> So they just don't count. <laughs> I, I think he probably will go. To be fair, I think in you all think honesty, he will? I think right. for, for the reasons you know, he's, yes. he can play in a lot of positions. He's experienced. He's a safe pair of yes. boots and all that. Yeah. And you've already heard a safe pair of is boots. That, is that a phrase? <laughs> I think it is now. I like it. Excellent. But um, and you, you've, I've already heard Gareth Southgate say little bits and pieces about having characters and players like that around the yeah. squad that's one of the big arguments for Joe Hart going as well even though he's not hopefully going to start for England you're taking three goalkeepers so that's, yeah, who are that's they, Pickford, then? Butland and Hart basically um, that's, that's, that's incredible Burnley goalkeepers I don't think we quite appreciated how lucky we were when we had <laughs> David Seaman. Even David James as backup was, yeah. is better than the yes. goalies we've got now. Yeah. I mean, you remember back in those days, people would at least say, well, he's a good shot stopper. Yeah. But we yeah. don't even have no. that anymore. <laughs> we don't even have that. I mean, I, I, I was sort of in the Butland camp, but then I saw him play today and he yeah. made massive error. I, I mean, I, I, I've seen a limited amount of him, but what I've seen of Jordan Pickford, he looks all right. Pickford looks OK, yeah. but he is not good on the old crosses. It's, it's very hard with goalies because you, you yeah. want to play one young and get him, you know, essentially commit to someone for about 10 years. But if, as we've seen in the past, they make a mistake when they're young, you know, they have a bad game, it just ruins the career. Their Rob Green moment or their Paul Robinson moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. who I'm going to put in as a last minute because they've had a fantastic uh, last few games... Is uh, that fellow whose name I've now forgotten? Not Scott Carson, the other one. I do not know. Oh, no shit. idea. I can't who, remember. Who does he play for? I can't remember that okay. either. This, move is, on? this is the Premier League. <laughs> Midfield. Midfield. So, I mean, Henderson's going, isn't he? I, um, as, mu- <sighs> as, 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 much, as much as our friend Matt absolutely despises him. That's, that's as much about his haircut more than anything else. But think, he's a very, very, very boring player. Yeah, I mean, He but, doesn't pass the ball forward. He's I think he's less boring and more skilled than Milner. 
Yes, maybe so, but Milner will attempt to pass the ball forward in some circumstances. When I say when and also when I say Henderson's going, I'm not necessarily saying that's an at me no, advocate. Sure. It's just no, the fact sure. that he yeah. is going. I mean he's I, he's the captain at the moment, yeah, isn't yeah. he? I think the one thing that, that they'll have to do if they want to play Henderson in that midfield role, they have to partner him with somebody that's capable of pulling a pass out. But the which trouble is, the trouble is, is why Yeah, the trouble is as well, they're gonna have someone like like Dyer in there as well, aren't they? So he's a little bit more defensive minded. So, so, but, 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 right. but that's fine. But he's a defensive midfielder, isn't he? So, so that's so you need what you need. Then you need a you need a playmaker, a maverick. You need somebody that's going to provide so magic. You've got, in you've that got people like Raheem Sterling, but he's not central. You've got the likes. I know, I know exactly who it needs. Deli Ali, Jesse Lingard. I know where you're going on it, to. The player I, we haven't mentioned yet. This, who's this, had an incredible season. This no. table is being turned over. <laughs> You know, there's only it's one man to fill happening. that job next it to Hendo. It is not happening. It would have been Oxlade Chamberlain before he got injured. Yeah. But it's going to be John Joe. John Joe on the plane. He's got to go now. He's, he's Andy. had a, he's an incredible go. season. I know he's, you hate him, but he's been brilliant. He's oh. been better than. He's been as good as De Bruyne this he's season. He's been spraying for me. that ball I've seen. all over the northeast. I've seen two games that have featured John Joe Shelby, and in both of those games, he was the worst footballer I have. ever ever witnessed with my own eyes honestly like somebody who has the capability of being that fucking awful I mean oh, I, admittedly, I admittedly I haven't seen any of him in the Premier League this season he's, but he's a, oh he's my a, he's a maverick God. Andrew He's a maverick. You he never could, he know could win or lose you a game. Yeah he's going to lose us three games. He's the bald Pirlo We've got to get him. We've got to get him on the plane. I'm writing it in the notes. He is a he plane. is a bad footballer. Well, he might have he might have, he ha- may have had a decent season, but a song, uh, the sun shines on a dog's ass Sundays. Yes. Like everybody accidentally has <laughs> he, a good season. He right? hasn't had a good is season. Is he not? <laughs> so fucking stop winding me up. Then he's not going. Okay, so we've got John Joe. He's definitely going to be there. <laughs> he's in the eleven for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's first, first man on the sheet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, the midfield centre area is the the one that worries me the most Wait, because just, we don't, don't have any anyone. creative players no it'll be the likes of Henderson Dyer will play but, yes. but I don't think they're quite good enough yeah we'll we'll see about John Joe he, but we've got some nice attack we have got some nice attack yeah up the top players, I think we're in a much better position yeah you've got Rashford Sterling uh, obviously Kane Ali then you've got Lingard and players like that. It's pretty yeah. good. It's and you've got pe- and you've got people like Vardy as well to turn to if you need. If you I think need. Ashley Barnes has got a great shout. To I go think Rashford well. will probably go. Yeah. We were talking about Rashford earlier, and and I and I, I keep seeing him coming on as a substitute, and and yet. I've only ever seen him be fucking amazing. Yeah, that's because Mourinho is trying to ruin his career. (laughs) Oh, I see. He's proactively trying to ruin his career, as he did at Chelsea with people like Damien Duff and Robin. Um, As we know with Mourinho, he likes a boring game. He doesn't like young players who might take a risk now and again. Um, Rashford should be playing most games. He's good enough to be playing most games. He should be playing every game. Yeah. He is, he is the only player, and admittedly he was like 18 or whatever at the time, but he is the only player that came out with a single shred of fucking dignity or whatever out of that Iceland game yes. when he got six minutes at the end and he came on and he did more in that six minutes than any single England player did for the entirety let's, of the rest on. of that Let, game. Let's not talk about the Iceland game. <laughs> that's off, that's off, off limits. <laughs> right, so I I'm think just gonna throw one, I'm going to throw, throw one other striker into the mix. Okay. Jermaine Defoe. Really? Uh, it's a question, really. What do we How think? How old is he? He's 44. 
But is he? No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> I think he's about thirty-six. I mean, I really like. Jermaine I love Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. He, he also has an incredibly good record for England, and he's a player that knows how to stick a ball in the back of a net. But I think we have that in Vardy also. If we want to, I mean, a finisher. I guess a lot of it is going to depend on how many strikers are you taking. Yes. It's usually between four and five. Um, it would be before, between four and five if you're playing two up front, which yeah. we're probably unlikely to be doing. Sure. Um, so I, th- I think if you're only playing one up front, having taking four is fine. So take- particularly given how many attacking midfielders we I have. I also as well. think we've got options to rotate people around. Like Rashford could yes. play wide, but he could play down exactly. Middle. So I, I wonder. Like the only thing missing, maybe we don't have a big man. Oh, you, you know what I'm thinking about. Well, there's Carroll, there's Crouch. Yes, yes, both fantastic. Neither of which should play ever again. <laughs> Are there any Crouchy, others? Crouchy would do a lovely job for us, I think, as always. No. Yeah, no. come on now. No. Look, King Crouch, no. he's still the boy. We don't have anyone that could cross it to him. I mean, that is the that is a problem. I think... Harry Kane can play that role maybe a bit because he is physically quite large. He's a bit of a target man, isn't he? But I just wonder if we only have one style of play, basically, if we don't take somebody that's got a bit of presence up top. I, I mean, I just I think play to your strengths and and don't don't engineer a situation where you're you're trying to create a different system because you feel like you have to have a different system and therefore bring people who aren't good enough to try and fit a separate system. So if system. we need well, it. Well, I think there's an argument for, for doing that if there's a player who's really good at it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But, but those those two just aren't. So if, if it gets, if, if the shit hits the fan, we're putting Gary we put, Cahill we up We put top. Fellaini up front. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so any more for any more? I think we've covered most of the potential characters there. I'll just, I just mentioned there, I think Ashley Barnes has a good chance. He's had an excellent season. But the problem is he's in a position where there's lots of those other players playing right now. So oh, there's, sure. there's somebody I, I caught a bit of chat about earlier as well. Is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Oh, yeah. Uh, I a, love a, a double-barreled name. Yeah, and a youngster coming into form yeah. into the Run up. I mean, you know, highly rated anyway. But yeah. suddenly coming into form, into the run up to a, a championship, it's a good and, and, and quite often though, those kinds of players often get overlooked because the, the manager has already got an idea in his head who he wants to take. But I, I think, I think immediate form prior to yeah. the World Cup. I think that. I mean, that that, that does that's everything. And to on, me. on that note, we we must have a lot more similar, really good young players. Given we won every international tournament at a junior age last yes. year, yeah. surely there's loads of players. You'd have thought so. What talking of double barrel players? What about Troy Archibald Henville? Never heard of Never him. Never heard of him. Plymouth, no. Plymouth centre back. Okay, well we've got thing is <laughs> better than Cahill, and a yes. lot a lot of those players from a lot of those those um, those young England teams are now actually basically out on loan in the lower leagues because they're sat in the academies of places like Chelsea who have got sixty seventy players, um, and they're not going to get anywhere near the the they should be they what they should be doing is they should be signing for Championship teams yeah. or Premier League and teams, playing every game, but yeah. they're not, so they're now on loan. And Oxford United have got um, a chap called Isaac Buckley Ricketts yes. and another one called. Uh, whose first name I forget, Smith-Brown, two Manchester... Why has everybody C- got a double-barrel name? <laughs> two Manchester United... Manchester City, rather, double-barrelers. Um, uh, Buckley Ricketts, in particular, played in the the, the England under-whatever team it was that won the under-whatever-it-is World yes. Cup, um, yeah. and he's been fucking rubbish. Oh, but part of that, I think, has been an attitude thing, because it looks like he thinks he's, he's too good for this level, um, so he wants to... His head checking a little bit, but there we go. Well, there's a lot of lads that need their heads checked. And what we're going to do now, we're going to get our heads checked and then we'll be back with the quiz. 
Their mind now is free. Oh, it was a beautiful moment when Capello suddenly thought England were good and he was very wrong. <laughs> uh, and so what I'm going to try and do, each pod, I'm going to challenge you guys with a little bit of football quizzery. World Cup football quizzery. I'm not good with trivia. Well, this is England-related oh, trivia. God. <laughs> this is even worse. Okay. So, Shiz is already looking quite nervous. He's, he's worried about what's going to come I'm, out here. I'm nervous. I don't believe Andy when he says he's no good at trivia. He, he knows more shite than most people. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is not shite. I am bringing you back to one of the most important games in English football history. In 2002, England lost to Brazil in the World Cup quarter-final. You will remember it in Japaria. Yep. Now, what I would like you to do, and I'm going to give you some chances, you're going to get three three errors are allowed. Mm-hmm. I want you to per name... question or for the whole quiz? For the whole thing. I want you to name the starting 11 starting 11 yes between us or each between you so michael owen scored so he, early so he would have started correct was seaman seaman was the one and he ended up in the back of the yes, net yes so seaman played so Seaman. correct as was that rivaldo who no it was ronaldinho wasn't it it was ronaldinho with the free so kick. it was ronaldinho with the one over the top rivaldo yeah. scored the excellent goal that actually knocked us out yeah but yeah ronaldinho is the one that with the, the big lobber yeah yeah, yeah. Um, right. Okay. So, who else would so have been? Let's, let, we, let's, we don't have to commit to them. We can discuss. So, we probably them, so. had Gerard and Lampard playing awfully together in midfield. What, um, what I'm going to say, right, is that uh, yeah, think about yourself, but let me know when you're actually committing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Lock, locking in. Yeah. So, so, or should we? Should we? So, start at the back. Let's start at the back then. So, Gary Cam- Neville, Campbell, Neville, Ferdinand, Ferdinand maybe. It's 2002. Yes. Would that have been early Ashley. for Ferdinand? No, maybe it would have been Campbell and Ferdinand by that point. And then, Ashley Cole? Yeah, yeah. Should we lock that back four? Yeah. Okay, so that. what's the back four you're going for? Um, so Gary Neville. Is Ash- incorrect. Oh, my God. Right, so, so okay, so Ashley Cole. Is correct. Sol Campbell. Yes. Rio Ferdinand. Yes. Right, so the right back we haven't got. You've had one strike. Are we allowed to re-guess or? or oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you get three, if you get three strikes, I'm, I win. That's the system. Was playing right back then. I mean, if we, move... we would never have, maybe if if G was was injured, would we have had Pip? I mean, I know he was left back primarily. Possibly but, he was utility. Yeah. Um, let's go back. Do you, right? yeah, yeah. Do you want me to give you? I'll give you a little clue give on a... the Neville situation. Go on then. Yeah. Uh, neither Neville were in the squad for that day. Neither Why? Neville. Neither Neville. Should we neither move? Neville. Should neither, we come back Neville. to right back? Let's come back to right back. Neither Neville. So Beckham must have um, played right yes. mid. David Beckham did play and he had an excellent game as well. Centre um, mid. I mean, that is right at the heart of the Gerard Lampard yes, stuff, yeah. isn't it? So should we just go in with those? I reckon those two. And we... <laughs> so I was giving us a look so I don't think it was those two you might want to go one at a time with those guys that's what I'm saying. well then Gerard, you would think just because he was the better of the two um, or, or maybe go with Lampard <laughs> I'm trying to think who else would have been this playing this is funny the... because like at the time this was such a big deal and I realise that now this is 16 years ago I do realise that but even so when I saw this team I was quite surprised. Yeah, and, and I, I will, when I see it now, if I saw yeah. it in front of me, I would probably remember seeing it. But yeah. um, Wass's chops didn't start, did he? Um, 
Canadian... Oh, Hargreaves. Hargreaves. Um, I think this was a bit early for Hargreaves. I think he was more 2006. Well, did he come on? Did he come on in that game? He came on in that game, didn't he? He did, yeah. Because that was that's right. Because that was the game where we needed to score. Yeah, he actually did very well. So we yeah, he did. On Owen Hargreaves. And he brought on a defensive midfielder who actually then did well. Yeah. Um, could this have been one of those games where Skulls was put on the left, or was he the second? Maybe central he's the second mid? central midfielder. Yeah. Skulls is correct. Mid or left? Mid. He was the second with him with Lampard. We haven't said yet. Oh, we're not locked in, Lampard. Sorry. Okay. I'll give you another clue, just okay. because I want you guys to be successful. What's the prize, by the way? Oh, just just, just success. Respect. That's it, yeah. Okay. Neither Lampard or Gerard were in the squad for the game. Wow. Maybe this, they, but, well, this was pr- perhaps just pre that. But also also remember that like this was the quarterfinal. I think a lot of players were unavailable for us at this point. Yeah. Okay, so Skulls was in the mid. Yeah. Someone... Batty wasn't surely, still hanging around no, then, was no, he? Surely not like Nicky Butt. Oh, it was Nicky Butt. Was it? It was. Nicky Butt Nicky, is correct. Because Nicky Butt was fucking incredible against Argentina. Yeah. He marked Veron out of the game, didn't he? Yes. That's an incredible yes, yes. ginger midfield, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember, yes. So we're yeah. short a left mid. So you've got a left midfield player. A second, was it a 4-4-2? striker. It's 4-4-2. It 4-4-2, so you're, well, you're missing the right back. Right back, left mid, left mid, striker. And striker. Um, I'm gonna have to hurry you. Was guys. this was this when was this when? No, we had no this no left mid. Two isn't it? I, 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 I almost I almost want to give you a clue. Can, can you answer? So I'll give you this little clue okay. here. The right back. Yeah, look at Andy's face. He's he's torn. Uh, the right back and the left midfielder are the hardest two to get. Are they players that wouldn't normally be in those positions? No, but they're players that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be playing for England in 2002. <laughs> they are playing in, in position, I'd say, generally. Are there any of them? No, no. I was going to say, are any of them still playing I now? I think you could get the striker. Probably. He is He's a classic partner of, of, of Owens. I think you should be able to get Hesky. Emil Hesky, gosh. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so on the left, yeah. I... The one that comes to mind is Stuart Downing, but I think he would have been far too young in 2002. Yeah, yes, that's right. Was, was McBanana Man still around then? <laughs> it was, I think it was post-McBanana Man, but pre-Downing at that point. Uh, Darren Anderton? No, you're post-Anderton, I okay. think, as well. Okay. We either need a clue or... or You've got two more guesses. Or give up, I, I think I'm going to fill you in on the I think we've had two. far more than our three You've done very well. We? You've done very well. But I think the, the lack of Lampard and Gerrard, and that was what surprised me as well. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, Jesus. The, the right-back, Danny Mills. Danny oh, Mills? Wow. It yeah. seems yeah, very now, early for ring, Danny Mills. Now, I suddenly re- that suddenly rings a bell, actually. Danny Mills. Yeah. And the most... The hardest one to get, which I don't think anybody would have got, really... Uh, Sinclair, Trevor Sinclair played on the no left in that match. Way. Wow! Yeah, there you go. No, I, I have yeah. no Seaman, memory of that whatsoever. Seaman, Mills, Campbell, Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, Beckham, Scholes, Nicky Butt, Trevor Sinclair, Michael Owen, Emil Heskey. Blimey! Yeah, I think next door has just started hammering something, which is a little <laughs> bit annoying. Uh, but so there we go. Well done, guys. I think that was a reasonable effort. I'd give it reasonable. Yeah, I mean, next I week I'm going to tax you with another classic England lineup. I like we'll that. See, we'll see how we do. So that's it. Coming to the end of the first show, I think we've come up with some great predictions. 
I think we've <laughs> yeah. uh, we've started to uh, form our, our squad uh, for the uh, for the tournament. And anything anything else? Any more for any more? Do we need to mention the national stadium, or is, are we just going to pretend that's not happening? I think we'll pretend the national stadium isn't happening unless something happens by the time we speak okay. again, and then just, we'll just, deal just, with just, it. Just one word: the bloke he's buying it's got an incredible moustache. He does have a fantastic moustache. Moustache, 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 or moustache, moustache. Right, and on that bombshell, uh, I'll say uh, goodbye, Andy. Goodbye. Goodbye, Shiz. Goodbye. It's goodbye from me, and we shall see you next time. <laughs> Nice, well done. Lovely.